It's the sound of Jonas Blue and William Singe. That's Mama on the beat of MK. It's MKFM. Five minutes past nine uh, on the MK Breakfast Show with Darren and Leah. Thursday morning. Extended this morning because we've got Peter Marlon with us uh, from Milton Keynes Council, also known as Pothole Pete. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. How are you? You all right? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, so, uh, devastating floods in Milton Keynes this week. And I remember a few years ago, uh, I was watching uh, the news, uh, and it was when you had the floods around the rest of the co- country and the riverbanks had burst and all the rest of it, and there's people going around on canoes. I'm a bit out of breath. I was just running towards the end of that song. And you think to yourself, I'm so glad I live in Milton Keynes, in central Milton Keynes. That's never going to happen here. Obviously, it's happened in some of the surrounding villages, Newport, Pagnell, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's happened in central Milton Keynes. How has this happened? It's uh, They are two very different types of flooding. The, yeah. the flooding that they had in Cornwall a few years ago um, was essentially just... It had been wet the whole winter. I think it had snowed that winter. It, it thawed out and all the rivers came up. And so in New Bradwell, where I live, we live in a floodplain and sort of, I mean, flood flood zone risk two. And that means that the river will come up and it might just sort of get to, get to a couple of metres away from my door. Um, that's a completely different type of flooding to what yeah. we had on Monday. I mean, we had, I think it was two months worth of rain in about three, hour, three hours in, on Sunday night, Monday morning. And that's just, it's, it's flash flooding. And, and some of the construction of those estates, um, particularly Coffee Hall and Bean Hill, are just, um, they're not, they weren't designed for that level of rainfall, really. And uh, there's been a lot of talk, and you're well aware of this, is a lot of people saying that the drains haven't been cleaned uh, or cleared as regularly as they once was. Is that true or not? Um, yeah. So we don't clean the drains as regularly. That that dates back to before my administration. We have put a bit more money in because of that. But they are checked. So I'm not, I, I don't live in a bubble. I do read your Facebook comments where people say, I reported this drain and it's not being cleaned. Um, they are cleaned on a regular cycle. And the ones, um, for instance, on Coffee Hall were cleaned actually a couple of months ago and they were cleaned not long ago because the coffee hole flooded about two years ago so they are cleaned on a regular cycle when people say they haven't been cleaned and they've never seen people when we check of they've either been checked and they're working fine or or um they have they have been cleaned but people don't see them when they're out at work etc etc um so they are checked on a regular basis so in the uh, scenario of Coffee Hall then, with that being cleaned quite recently, I, I guess to a degree, it, with the amount of rain that we've had, you're basically saying that it wouldn't make any difference if they were cleaned or not. In the case of Coffee Hall, they were cleaned and it was still flooded. Yeah, so the, there's a fundamental design problem on Coffee Hall. Um, it's in like a basin. So if you imagine one side of it is a slope downwards and all the streets go across. Um, and it was designed like that. Um, that's what I've been told. Um, it was designed like that to not rep- uh, not replicate the oppressive terraced streets of the north. So where I grew up, um, if you live on a hill like my mum and dad do, all the streets go up and down. And you'll have seen it on things like Coronation Street and things like that where there's a hill and the streets are like this. The way that Milton Keynes was designed, we were designed to be different. They designed the streets across ways to go with the landscape rather than against the landscape. Unfortunately, that presents a fundamental problem that two of the sides also slope in, and that means that there is a street at the bottom. When the when the rain comes, the people at the bottom, all the rain runs down there, and just the sheer level of rain was up to people's thighs at the bottom of that. No amount of drainage would stop that, and actually the water was coming out of the storm drains, not going into the storm drains just because of the capacity. When I went... I 
I think the picture that you used on one of your one of your stories was the one I, I took on Oldbrook when I went there on Monday, where just the sheer level of water on one side of the road had lifted up the pavement and put it back down. It's destroyed the pavement on, on, on Kirkstall. And, and on the other side, on, on Grace Avenue, the storm drain had exploded just because of the sheer capacity of water. When I spoke to the Anglia water engineer, he said that's the biggest storm drain that we that the water companies put in in Europe and in Britain. There is no bigger pipe they make. It was just full. All right, well, Liam's got uh, loads of questions from our listeners, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, just as regards as the drains, the maintenance and the money that's being spent, uh, is there any lessons that the council are learning from this over the last few days? I'm sure we will. I mean, yeah. one of the things that we'll always do is, is look at look at what happened, if we can make any changes, if if um, if we need to put more money into stuff, we'll absolutely do that. But I think what we need to remember about the floods that happened is that one, this was a one... They keep calling it a once-in-a-hundred-year event, but we've been told about this for quite some time now in terms of climate change, that something that was once in a hundred years will now be once every five years, and actually that's coming true. Yeah. Coffee Hall flooded three years ago, and we were told then that, well, this is a once-in-a-hundred-year event, and it's happened again three years later, so we will have to look at not only are the drains being cleared... Um, but it's we need to have a conversation with government and I think wider because Northampton flooded, Birmingham flooded, this is happening on a more regular basis across the country. Do we need bigger storm drains or, or do we need different types of flood defences because we're not just flooding now from rivers, flash flooding is becoming more and more, more, and more prevalent. All right, well, we'll be back with you in a second with uh, questions from our listeners. Let's continue with this. This is Trade Songs on MKFM. <laughs> It's Trey Songs and Simply Amazing on the beat of MK. It's MKFM just coming up to quarter past nine now on your Thursday morning with Darren and Leah. No workplace anthems this morning. Uh, we've got Peter Marlon, the leader of Milton King Council. Uh, he's in with us this morning uh, talking about the uh, recent floods here uh, in Milton King. So we've got a number of questions uh, from our listeners. So let's run through those, Leah. And we've, we've briefly touched on this uh, previous point, but um, Colin says, I've been flooded twice in six months and each time they've put it down to tree roots blocking the drainage lines, uh, which Anglian Water don't have to accept liability for, which is a joke. I bought my bungalow on Coffee Hall three years ago and have never seen any work carried out on the drainage until now it's too late today we had uh, workers clearing the curbs around the trees roads uh, road sweepers up and down and lorries clearing the drains this should have been done months ago i have to go through my insurance again i will be claiming against milton Keynes council without a doubt well that, that'll be up to the insurance company but the the fact is that coffee hall did flood two years ago we did do all this remedial work then and they have been done actually within the last couple of months the problem is, is that when I was at the the bottom of uh, of Coffee Hall, people were saying the water was coming out of the drains, and we've just been having a conversation off air about how drains work. So when people look into them, most people think that actually the storm drain go the water just goes down and into the drain right under them. It doesn't. It works a bit like a bath. So there's a tank and like there's a hole that comes out of the tank about sort of fifty centimeters below ground level, and Imagine a bath filling up. If a bath fills up to the point where it reaches the the, the drainage hole, it, it goes out, so it never overflows. What was happening on on Monday is the rain was coming in so quickly, it was filling, it filled up the drains, and it, just the capacity of the system couldn't take the amount of water. But if you're at the bottom of the hill, you're you're actually taking everybody else's water as well, plus all the water that's running 
at ground level and it was a it was a it was at thigh height and, and no no storm drain without a huge capacity and well beyond the capacity that anybody would ever be able to put in was was it was just too much and and in fairness a lot of people said that they've never ever seen rain no it was a month's worth of rain in about like 45 minutes in milton Keynes. yeah and, and and so i i completely understand when people say the council should have done this because it, i think it's human nature to want to blame something or want to want to say well this is the problem and, and it can be easily fixed but unfortunately with something like flash flooding it can't be easily fixed and, and we will have to do a review we will have to there will be some difficult decisions but some of the things like we are on a i don't want to pretend that we're not on a on a reduced cycle of clearing drains from where we were say 10 years ago but that's because we have made cuts and cuts do have consequences we need to face up to that because one of the biggest phrases i hear is i know you've had to make cuts but dot 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 so sort of 12 months ago it's i know you've had to make cuts but dot 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 what about the homeless people and then three months ago it was i know you've had to make cuts dot 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 what about potholes and sort of after an event like this it's i know you've had to make cuts dot 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 what about the drains and and that, and that in, in two months time it'll be it'll be something else and uh, uh, that's, you know, that's life and that does seem to be the thing because i know that when uh you know you first made the cuts uh what was that four years ago now yeah, well they've been happening well before i became yeah. council leader so they've been happening nearly 10 years now but i think especially this year you are beginning to see uh, the signs of what's going on now we obviously had the uh, problems with the bins over christmas uh, you know beer uh, that was down to cuts or not there's obviously uh, been a big pothole problem you know you've now got uh, you, you know the drain scenario uh, you know, what's next? What's around the corner? Oh, I, I don't know. And, and that's one of the joys of being leader of the council. And, and most, lots of people will say to me, like, you did offer, I wouldn't want your job. Yeah. But you have to choose your priorities. And the priorities have been around rough sleeping and things. And the second phrase that you hear, and I've seen it a lot, is, well, council tax went up by 6%. So why aren't they doing more work? I'm paying more. And, and actually, we've been through this quite a lot. Most of that money now is going on adult social care and and children's services and and statutory homelessness and that means there is less money to do grass cutting or pothole repairs or or um, other things like drains and and a lot of the things you don't people don't notice and people don't notice and, and until until something happens but i think the issue needs unpacking in, in in one sense is that there is an issue around drains there is an issue around how often we clean them whether whether we clean them enough, but no amount of cleaning would have stopped the flooding on Monday. And I think they're, they're two slightly different issues because a lot of people will say, I've been reporting this drain and I nearly flooded on Monday. Well, if you nearly flooded on Monday with two months of rain in, in, in four hours, then sort of like you we're only going to get that once every so often. But we've got houses that are flooded in Milton Keynes on Monday that have never flooded before in areas that have never flooded before, like Oldbrook, they're miles away from, from any water source, like a river that can flood. And, and, and th- that, is a, that is a completely different kettle of fish to what we've been talking about before. And another one of the estates is Netherfields. Uh, Phil has messaged in saying, why haven't the drains been cleared on Netherfields in over two years or more? Uh, why play the blame game with Anglia Water? Stop blaming each other as we don't want to hear whose fault it is. We just want it fixed and maintained once a year at least. Is it down to, what should people do when they are flooded? Do they, do they contact the council? Do yes, they contact so, Anglia Water, their insurance? So uh, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, daily update that we do to to retweet and 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 post on facebook so 
the main flooding is we've had about 115 houses um, that have had what we call internal flooding. So that's actually in the bit that you live, not garages or outhouses or or, or, or sheds actually in their property. We, we made sure that people got temporary accommodation. Everybody was put in temporary accommodation immediately if they wanted it. Some people, and, and I was talking to I was talking to one of our councillors who had actually gone and seen an old couple and they didn't want to move out of their house even though they had three inches of water in it because they have a dog and, and it's that. So people, some people didn't want to move um, and we didn't actually declare a, a formal civil emergency where we had the powers to make people move. Um, so if, those, if people have been flooded in that way, they need to get in contact with the council. Um, we'll provide them with all the help and support that they need. Um, we have launched the Hardship Fund for... I've had... I've, I've heard some terrible stories of one woman who lives in a flat on the ground floor was flooded. Literally all she had left was the clothes that she was standing up in, that that's it. And when you say that you've heard, you're not sitting in your office, you've actually gone to these houses, haven't you, and seen some of this yeah, for yourself? Yeah, because I think you learn lessons from from previous council leaders or government that have made mistakes, and I think over the past couple of years we've seen a couple of incidents and tragedies where people didn't get out on the ground and listen to people and you don't know how to react so one of the things that i did pick up pretty quickly was whether whether they did any would do any good or not people are asking for sandbags because they're a bit worried that there's more rain on the way and and so we, we made sure people have been issued with sandbags because reassurance is just as important at the moment as actually as actually many other things and and being visible on the ground and listening to people is really really important so i'm going i'm going to netherfield this afternoon i'm going to talk to people who've been volunteering and the volunteers have been absolutely brilliant because one of the things that people will say is why haven't the council been helping me move all the stuff out of the house we've had 100 people working on it but obviously our priority is finding things like temporary accommodation for people so i have been to estates and 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 it's difficult but i can't answer a question about every single drain we will look at that but i know for i know having become a overnight semi-expert in drainage um that all the drains were at least cleared at least um by tw in 2014-15 so and we're on a we're on a cleaning cycle so when people say i've lived here 10 years and we haven't cleaned the drains i can say for a fact that by 2014 they've all been cleaned on one cycle all right more questions on the way in a second we've also got a comment uh, from alex ward the leader of the conservatives here in milton Keynes. we'll read that out in just a little bit let's continue with this christina aguilera this is dirty on mkfm uh, peter marlin the leader of milton Keynes council in asking uh, answering your questions this morning uh, heard from Gareth on text just now. We have. Gareth says, is there any paperwork or documentation to show what's been done and when? Yes, yeah, there is. And, and actually, one of the things that when we put, the, when we put extra money in the budget last year, um, because people, people do contact and say, I've, I've reported this drain and the council have said that the, the council, it looks bad. And when I check, it, it has been checked. And one of the conversations I was having last year with uh, some of our officers was actually... If somebody's reported it and then they're at work, when we come and check it, as, as most people will be, how can we show that we've checked it? And I said, why don't we just spray it with a big X? And council officers actually said, well, the problem with spraying it with a big red X was people might think that it's the f uh, fault or something like that. So I was actually talking not too long ago about how we show people we've checked drains, even if they think that we haven't. And, 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 and I think some of the things that often we get accused of as being a council you haven't done this i've never seen a traffic warden i've i've never done this actually it's because most of that work 
occurs. It's a bit like I've never seen a I've never seen a uh, I've never seen a policeman walk in the streets anymore. It's, yeah. it's it happens because well, are you in at eleven o'clock or, or one o'clock or because we do our work like most people between nine and five, um, the normal everyday work of the council, not the boring meetings. Um, they just go on all night, but the uh, <laughs> the the actual work of the council is done by normal people who go to work at nine o'clock in general and, and finish at five. And so things like clearing gullies and drains and things like that is done during the day and most people are out at work. So the next thing that people might ask is, how do you know that the job's actually been done properly rather than someone just ticking a box saying, right, I've checked that, it's been done. And well, in fact, it hasn't. And I'm not saying that that's the case, but that will be the next question on that, people's lips. That is a very, very fair question. And one of the things where the council has taken money out over recent years is things like contract management do we need somebody sitting in an office con managing a contract checking things double checking things auditing validating all that sort of stuff and the council has taken the view i mean we don't have any of those people but they're the they're when people say oh council officers just sit around pushing paper clips around they're the things that have taken a knock because of cuts because people like me quite rightly in one respect take the view that we'd rather have people out clearing the drains than than validating if they're if they're actually being done or not but there will there's always um contract management so when i was in old brook looking at that storm drain that had exploded um waiting waiting for um waiting for uh ringway and, and anglia water to do stuff um the person that came phil who was the council officer who was on duty that day who was working really hard and i just just on that i really want to thank all the council officers and all the volunteers and the parish council in particular woofton uh, woofton community council volunteers and councillors who have worked so hard but he came out and and it's his job actually to to make sure that they are doing the contract but lots of contracts have gone to self-validation because that's that that saves money okay what else have we got leah uh georgina is actually she said uh, the bushes have been cut so far back uh that the ground washes away uh, the underpasses all around bean hill and coffee hall are full of mud and impassable whoever cut the bushes and trees down left more cuttings around than they took away and it's all blocked the drains that's what happens when you appoint cheap labor to do the job yeah um so some of those bushes and trees are not ours they're the parks trust um, I don't necessarily know where you are. I know the parks just have been doing a lot of work, but things like the fact that we've gone to no pick-up grass cutting because it's quicker, it, it gets more grass cut, and and, and th th these are the consequences of having, having, having less money. But we come back to that point that Monday night was pretty pretty drastic in, in the level of rainfall and, and what it will cost. So we, we've already done some work because... In a flood like this, everything then goes into the drains. So the drains will now be blocked up with all the silt and sludge and grass and leaves that have gone into the drains. It will cost us about £200,000 as a council to put the drains back to where they were last week. But but we will do that and we will flush out the drains. And so when people say they've not been cleaned for X amount of years, when these things happen, we do, we do flush the drains and we do, but they're the, they're the ones that collect the water. They're not the ones that take it away. The ones that take it away, the big three-metre ones sort of that are recessed and under the road, they are Anglia Water's responsibility and we'll be working with Anglia Water and the Environment Agency to make sure that's done. And a lot of those drains, I think you made, you made one of those comments, a number of those drains and a number of the pipes that flow to those drains are damaged because of tree roots and, and things because 
the development corporation in their infinite wisdom planted some species that are now 40 feet tall in the middle of estates and their tree roots if you imagine tree roots are usually the same size as the tree canopy so if if you've got a very big tree with lots and lots of leaves the roots are usually the same width as the, as the level of trees and they will go in they will they are penetrating drains and so it may be that if we do a review and we will do a review um, one of the things may be that we have to take down some trees and that will bring its own wonderful surprises that people suddenly say things like why are you taking that tree down i like this tree this is my favorite tree sort of thing and so you can't ever please or ever all the people and just while you're talking about reviews uh, you're obviously the uh, labor leader of the council we've heard from alex walker the conservative leader he texted us this morning when he knew that he was coming in yes he says uh, there is clearly real anger from residents it's important they get answers on drainage we think an independent review looking at flood protection provisions across mk is the right thing to do if extreme weather events like this are to happen more in the future the council needs to be ready and protect residents yeah part of that part of that is fair enough i think we will we will have a review we'll work with the environment agency they are the national agency that deals with things like this and the usual processes that we work with defra who are the government government ministry um to actually and the, the government department to to make sure we are ready but obviously a lot of that will come with a bill and it will have to be funded somehow and and flash flooding is very different to making sure that making sure that Newport Pagnell isn't flooding through rivers. But I think some of the early statements from from the council leader were, were from the from the conservative leader were were party political. And, and my personal view is that they're absolutely beneath any any um, any political leader. The fact that you know on the morning of of a flood, I get I get an email asking me for a comment about something when I'm out on the doorstep talking to people who have lost everything and I'm being asked for a political comment I, I, I think that's pretty cheap to be perfectly honest. Alright, we're back with you after this this is Jess Glynn on MKFM It's the new one from Jess Glynn, I'll be there on the beat of MK, it's MKFM 9.38 on your Thursday morning with Darren and Leah. Peter Marlin's still with us uh, for the next uh, five minutes or so uh, we're going to ask you about the potholes and a couple of other things as well just while you're here but we've got uh, a couple more comments uh, regarding the flooding which is the main thing uh, that you're here to talk about this morning. We do. Uh, good morning to Sue who says uh, Councillor Peter Marlin had mentioned that he'd visited the areas that had been flooded. I'm sorry to say that he's not been here. This is my picture being used uh, which is on our Facebook page where everybody's leaving their comments. We've been cleaning for three days solid and have to say after 20 plus years in our home this has never happened before. We're not in a flood area so who's to blame? So I mean I think we've addressed the point about blame is that this is a really random event and people are flooded that have never been flooded before so I think you said when people say flooded in Milton Keynes people's heads automatically I think go to Tickford in Tickford in Newport Pagnell, but this is this is something very different. So there's nobody to blame in in in, in that sense. I have visited the estates. I've been on Bean Hill. I've been on Netherfield. I went to Oldbrook. I've spent lots of time on Coffee Hall. I, I mean, I I stopped um, I, as soon as I heard about this. I went to the rescue centre on on Coffee Hall on Monday morning. I was there for some of the day. I went over to Netherfield. Went back to Coffee Hall in the evening. And hopefully, I was supporting staff. I mean, I I didn't want to get involved, but I was cleaning up pizza boxes and. Just thank you to Domino's as well because Domino's Pizza in Milton Keynes uh, gave gave flood victims food and and I think that's absolutely fantastic. They were providing free pizza for people who were, who were the victims of this. Unfortunately, we've had teams knocking on doors, um, so they were on Oldbrook yesterday. We, we've spoken to or, to or we aim to speak to every resident that's reported 
internal flooding. Um, I can't personally visit every single house. Um, I am going to Netherfield this afternoon and I'll be talking to residents. So, it, look, it's tough and people people who are in that situation, I will never blame for being angry because that's life. That that's how That's how you react to when you've had a terrible thing happen in life. But we will make sure that, that the things are put right and we have launched the hardship fund that if people are don't have the financial means to be able to buy some of those absolutely essentials that we'll make sure that they're put right in the next couple of days because one of the things I don't want is people turning to payday loans or, or doorstep lenders and, and having a sort of secondary issue from this is we were flooded and that was terrible but then I took out a then I had to take out a payday loan to buy some new clothes and then I'm now in loads of debt well, I'm not having that at all okay and Keith says uh, why can't our local MPs actually come and make a visit to affected areas and offer support to those affected and maybe some extra funds from central government so Milton Keynes Council is not funding all of the repair bills so will you be asking for more money Peter I've, I, I've literally written to Michael Gove who's the Secretary of State for for the environment yesterday asking for him to visit Milton Keynes and come and look at the damage and discuss with our officers some of that some of that cash because things like the hardship fund and things will all be coming out of money that we could use for other services so we will be asking of course we'll ask yeah whether we get is, is a completely different matter and in fairness to government they do provide a certain level of of funding for things like flushing out drains and, and, and putting things like that right but we will be asking for more money and obviously when we do the review if if we need um, if we need extra flood defences, then th- that'll be a matter for the environment agency. I can't comment for the MPs. I mean, I, I haven't seen their Twitter feeds. I haven't looked at their Facebook. Obviously, I think it's uh, Ian that represents um, most of the areas affected, and obviously Mark in Stock Goldington and Newport Pagnell. Um, I, I can't comment for what they've done or where they are. And they, they can comment for themselves. Well, let's move on uh, to a couple of other matters. Uh, obviously, during uh, the election and the run-up to that, uh, the big debate, uh, in addition to rough sleeping, was obviously the potholes. And uh, it, I think it was on our news the other day that Ringway have said that they're starting the next batch now of uh, repairs. So what's the latest situation on this? Ringway have started the next batch <laughs> of <laughs> pothole repairs. Right. Um, yeah, we're, we're, it is one of the areas that we are spending more money on. Um, unfortunately, events like this don't help because yeah. we had that discussion um, not too long ago that there is no council officer, councillor or member of the public that goes out and digs potholes. You know, that's they they happen because there's a there's a fault in the road surface and actually the the technical name for a, for a uh, for a pothole is a highway defect. Um, so we fix highway defects. Uh, right. we, we, we don't fix potholes. And, but there is a... Um, so we, we fix potholes. We're going out, we're fixing more potholes. and uh, But unfortunately, more potholes will emerge. Uh, so uh, when will people uh, begin to see, um, you know, these potholes uh, being repaired? Because there's still a lot of comments that come in on our Facebook page saying that nothing's done. I know that we're saying that Ringway yeah. is, is going to go out, but it's a massive uh, problem, isn't it, at the I end think, of the day? I think so there are two types of road defect one that's so so difficult to explain so there are two types of pothole one that the council will fix and one that isn't what we don't class as dangerous so we always fix the dangerous ones first and that's the debate about the 20 28 day pothole sort of cycle or whether it's fixed within seven days what we're trying to do is actually fix more potholes full stop whether they are this deep you can't see it's radio excellent visuals for radio there sort of whether it's 
six inches deep or whether it's two inches deep or whether it's sort of just a road defect we want to fix them all we're putting more money into that we want to fix 20,000 by the end of the year some people will already see stuff being done so so I, I've driven over ones that are being fixed but most people and, I, and I've said this lots if you knock on a door and you say we fixed a pothole down the road they say oh that's brilliant what about that one outside my door and so people will always say nothing's being done but but stuff is being done and uh, we've obviously found out now uh, why all the money was being spent on uh, the council office uh, refurbs. Are you going to start offering weddings now at the civic offices? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you conducting the service in your office, are you? Is that, is that what's going to happen? You know, a little bit of a sideline to bring some extra money in? It is a sideline to bring <laughs> extra money in. <laughs> well, let's not beat about the bush. That People will say, oh, who, who wants to get married in the civic offices, blah, blah, blah. But So the the... The uh, current registrar office in Bletchley, unfortunately, isn't fit for purpose. It's a lovely building. It's a beautiful sort of old old house, but particular registering deaths. So the registrar sits upstairs, and the number of deaths that now are registered by particularly old people who there's no lift in that building, they can't get up the stairs. So weddings haven't moved to the civic offices. Actually, the registrar function has moved to the civic offices and that's registering births, marriages, deaths, etc. And and we have spent a little bit of money uh, making the civic offices nice, nicer for um, for weddings, but it's mainly because the cost of maintaining the building in Bletchley and the ability and the the usefulness of that building in Bletchley has unfortunately met its end in terms of in terms of time. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming in uh, this morning. Uh, obviously, you're going to be renamed now from Pot Old Pete to Potty Mouth Pete. Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I am. Again, I'm sure. Um, it, uh, it's a, I, I do apologise. No, it, I, again, we apologise on behalf of MKFM. And making no excuses, you have been working some long hours to try and, you know, sort out this flooding problem. You, you're quite shattered this morning, aren't you? Yeah, and... You don't put your name on a ballot paper and you don't say you want to be leader of the council if you don't expect events like this. But what I would say is that this is one of it is a big event for Milton Keynes. You know, people think that Birmingham and, and um, Northampton have had it bad. We, we, we've got over 110 flooded properties, which is actually quite a lot. Some of the places in, in Kent and things, they've had like 11 properties. and. I, from some of the feedback I get on Twitter from other councillors, is that the count those councils are literally nowhere, and so I, I think we, the council has had a pretty good response to this. It's not perfect; we will look into it, but it's what we do. And yeah, I'm tired, but I, ultimately it's because I want to make sure that the yeah. people who are affected get the best service from the council. And it sounds, you know, the people that are affected, they're up day and night as well, cleaning their houses, yeah. you know, from what we've seen, it's just an awful situation. Exactly, and so we're trying to make sure that they've got the help that they need, the support that they need. People should make sure that they contact their insurers and things like that, because it's not a nice thing to happen to anybody, is it? All right, again, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Pete. This is MKFM.